Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. With Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'm the uh, the host of the program for the next two hours here. I have uh, have other people here with me. Oh, listen, I guess I should tell you first that uh, we are all things gun, all the gun time. And as Earl and I have told you over the past couple of weeks, it's kind of a guideline, more than yeah, a policy. more of a guideline. Yeah, we, depending on where we go. Every time Pelosi says something stupid or Trump does something <laughs> wonderful, you know, we, we, we know we're coming off a little bit of a gun topic and we're going to stick to some conservative values. And, oh, yeah. and give that to you. May I tell you something? What? Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. That's I, I have actually recently had that conversation. Welcome back. Thank you. There's laws <laughs> and statutes. Then there's procedures. Yes. Then there's policies. Yes. Then there's operating principles. Correct. And then there are guidelines. Correct. And then there's the, well, that's just the way we do it in the radio business. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Which doesn't follow any logic whatsoever. Exactly. And clearly, right, we're, we're, we're still learning the radio yeah. business. <laughs> it's uh, not the way we do it in the radio business. Uh, folks, you, you, you hear the voice. Uh, you, let, let, me, uh, <clears throat> let me go around the room. Let's get, let's get to there. On my right, the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Oh, good to be back. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And if you're following us on the old interwebs, if, you're, if you've been uh, watching the social media post the last couple of hours, you know who the, the next guest is, uh, who, who's, who's the co-host. He sits in here with me, uh, you know, for the, the better part of the last five years. It's uh, attorney extraordinaire, the legal ninja. Please welcome back attorney Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Live and in person. It's uh, I, I'm <laughs> barely. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It is a treat. It is a treat, sir, to have you back uh, here. And uh, let, let's uh, listen. We what got am to... I? Chop liver? Well, no, no, you know, no. You're uh, you're regular liver. He's, no, no, uh, he's... I'm, I'm the chopped. <laughs> yeah, that's it's more of a diaphragm <laughs> than a liver. Especially. Earl, you would be uh, you would be normal, and 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 uh, Kevin would be loophole. <laughs> People believe that's how it works, right? He's, Wait, he's different. Huh? He's different. I don't know. Hey, no, you're regular hole. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, hey. If he's loophole, you're regular hey. hole. <laughs> this is a family show. 
I'm talking about not gun laws. anymore. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about gun laws. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The uh, uh, Kevin, you, you you've uh, two three months ago started working Saturdays. Basically, you you your your full service <clears throat> law firm on Saturdays now. I was uh, very busy with some litigations. Most of those have now resolved to my clients' great delight. Right. Right. And so uh, I don't have the trial calendar that I had before um, simply because I got to the point in some of the cases where the judges looked at it and went, no. You have not waited you know, 18 nope, months to hear nope, this, Mr. Maxwell. No, no, it yeah. wasn't that. It was they looked at the state attorney office and went, you can take it to trial, but if he's found guilty, I'm sentencing him to nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. they they just they just you know I I'm, I'm not going to prejudge the guilt or innocence, right? Right. But I am going to tell you what the sentence is going to be. <laughs> uh, and they went, well, damn, you know, okay, yep. that's how it's going to work out. Yeah. So I, I had a couple of that kind of thing go on, and uh, had several very complex civil litigations. Actually, two enormously complex civil litigations, uh, business disputes, uh, calling for the the disbandment of corporations and right, the, right. and the selling off of their assets and <clears throat> apparently um, getting stabbed repeatedly in a deposition <laughs> scares the living bejesus <laughs> out of the other lawyers and they get on the phone with the counsels that you are co-counseled with and they settle I I uh, and here's here's what we're, we're, we'll get into um and we'll get into the full story of what happened in the next segment um and, and however, how, however long it takes, uh, it's up to you, sir. Uh, um, I'm just I'm I'm bored with it, but I'll I'll tell you and anybody else who wants to listen. This was uh, this was a obviously this was a, this was a, a Central Florida and a Florida news story. I know from oh the it people, made it to the ABA Journal well, saying, from from the people that <laughs> I didn't know that until the other day. But they said somebody sent me a hey is this you? Oh yeah, it is. That's me. We hmm. we know from the from the listeners in uh, in the Pacific Northwest, out in Texas, out in uh, you know Delaware, you know Maine, where where all are listening to, that they've heard the story up there. You know this this made the same way, you know they hear about Florida man stories or whatever. This this story comes across. Oh, this those was a wires. Florida man yeah, story. It, it, it yeah. was. Um, you were involved in a, a well. Somebody tried to kill you. Uh, and That's did an a, accurate description. And, and did a, yeah. and, when somebody says, "I'm going to kill you," yeah, and then proceeds to try to kill you, try to kill you, yeah. you usually take that as a. Right. Okay. He, he wasn't joking. You're trying to kill no. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the first words out of his mouth before the conflict started was, "I'm going to end you right here." Yeah. That's probably when I should have taken a more aggressive position, but I thought he was just being a blowhard. Sure. Sure. And, and listen again. I don't want to. Let's not jump into too many. I just 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 yeah, saying. details. We will. But I listen. I'm going to say you know from everything that I've. Seen, heard, sat with you, looked at police reports, talked to you know people involved. Um, you're here. You're here today because of your tactical skills and confidence and your abilities. Actually, I think I'm here today because um, several emergency responders. Yeah, let's not let's not forget to give credit there. Used, yeah. Yeah. used an appropriate measure and did not go. We have a procedure, and we have to move you from this chair yeah. onto this gurney, and then we can move you to the ambulance. And they went, now we're just going to roll the chair into the right. parking lot. Yeah. We're, we're not and saved ourselves three minutes, yeah. of which 
I desperately needed. Yeah. That if I'd been three minutes shorter later to the hospital, I would not have survived. I, I believe the word is extenuated. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Extenuated. Uh, so, folks, uh, to to give you the uh, the prequel to what we'll we'll discuss next hour, Kevin was uh, in a in a deposition and was attacked by your 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 client's uh, adversary, their their former uh, spouse or soon they're, to be they're, former spouse. Well, I hope if I ever can get her divorced from this lunatic. Actually, I think I'm going to go to the Pope and ask for an annulment. <laughs> I think he's going to look at that and go, done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Omnipasto, Benny's got all the dominoes. There you go. Just, out. just like that. Just like that. Uh, and listen, we, you know, from the, it was when we were at the other, uh, the other, other, other studio, but uh, we know the Pope. We can get him a call. We can get him a call. We can get him on the radio. Yeah, the but phone. last time he blessed you, it was cheese and crackers, God Almighty. Yeah, yeah which true. was weird, too. I <laughs> that's, true. Was, that's true. What? What did you say? I've got a truckload of Captain's wafers at the house now. They keep showing up. They keep showing up. <laughs> the cheese so much, it gets a little moldy, but I got the crackers. Uh, listen, when we get back, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll get to some serious. We're, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's right. Kevin's right here. This is an attack that was on him. He was, uh, uh, the gentleman tried to kill them, uh, and um, we're going to be discussing that. Uh, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We'll see you after the break. Tech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. You also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you'll like Boundary Oak Distillery. Go to BoundaryOakDistillery.com to learn more. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. I just had a moment of panic. Uh, I was flying a lot this week, doing some, doing some piloting. And uh, as we started to approach and I heard the music, I reached up in my headphones looking for my boom microphone like we have in the airplane. <laughs> I could not find it until my face hit the microphone in front of me oh, and uh, oh, I realized yeah. I was okay. Um, Sometimes you amuse me just by <laughs> being <just> there. <laughs> did you see me do it? Did you see me I do it? I did. I was just like, why are you clawing at your face like that? I thought maybe you got a tick or something. <laughs> like uh, not, not like you jump like, around, but like, maybe like, there's something right. biting you. You know, a little known fact is they say that uh, um, a... If you get uh, if you if you get a bitten by a tick, you can get Lyme disease. But also, if you eat too many limes, it'll give you a tick. It'll. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, probably would. Yeah, I had my hair really, 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 really long in the tenth grade because they said in this military academy in which I was attending, you couldn't have your hair along below your collar. You grew everything so to I your chin. I grew everything <laughs> down, and so I would just flip my head back to get the hair out of my face. Right. And uh, it's the day I got out of that military academy and was going to go to the 11th grade uh, because my parents were afraid of what I was going to do if I stayed there <laughs> one more year, um, I cut my hair the standard. To, to regulation <laughs> standard captain cut, you know, right. high and tight. Right. And I walked in and my dad's like, why did you do that now? And I was like, because I don't like anybody telling me what to do, <laughs> sir. Yeah. There you go. And quit calling me boy. That's it. Yeah. What are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin, we got uh, we got uh, plenty of time, plenty of plenty of uh, radio time left here. So let's uh, let's let's jump into this. I, I know that people have been they've been asking us, and Earl and I have been doing the. Uh, we'll get to it. You know, Kevin will get to the point where 
He's sitting right here with us, and you can hear it firsthand. Um, I've, I was uh, off at a couple of uh, uh, events, you know, that uh, you normally would have gone to with me, or an Earl would have gone to, you know, the, the Concealed, Carry, Concealed Carry Expo, the uh, NRA, and, uh, and all of our friends and tacticians and instructors there were all absolutely amazed because it's a win. Uh, because you, you, you know, you're, you're sitting here and, um, and, and, and telling your story and they can't wait to talk to you also. And I know the fans are, Oh, listening. I've gotten some crap from a couple of them. Like, <laughs> uh, there, there might be a guy has a kind of a Arabic sounding name oh, yeah. and, <laughs> right, and he's right. like, why didn't you just shoot that guy as soon as yeah. he started to walk around the table? And I went, cause I'm not you, right. you get away with that kind of yeah. stuff. I would not get away with that. Well, he was but on. Thank the, you very much. He was on the program with us in uh, at NRA show, and uh, and and I relayed to you. And he the, just uh, shook his head, didn't he? The greetings he just from shook, you. Yeah. He just shook yeah. his head. He just shook. He did this. He did. Well, you can't see this, but he just <laughs> closed one eye and just shakes his <laughs> yeah. head. And he did it very slowly <sighs> like when that. he did it. Yes, that's right. That's exactly what he did. Because I could hear him when he did it on the phone with me. He's <laughs> like, right now, tell me this again. Yeah. And I and I did, and he's yeah. like, shakes his head. Yeah. And I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> As it swings back. You should and go forth. get something done about that neck. <laughs> uh, I'll set the stage. Um, you uh, you have a client that um, you're representing the the woman, and she's going through a divorce that's been going on for over two years. It's uh, it's a man it, it's, who uh, it's not it's not that lengthy a divorce. Okay, okay. let me and I'll, I'll I'll lay it out. Go ahead. Husband files for divorce in December of 2017 after he has moved out. He's filed the documents sworn to under oath that is no longer his residence um, in the form of a financial affidavit. And in his petition, he is asking for equitable distribution of the marital estate, which would be a normal thing to ask for with the exception of the fact mm -hmm. that these people have only been married two years. Correct. And so you don't get alimony right. in a two-year marriage. You don't get to get all of the wife's 401k that was in place before you married her. You don't get the wife's house that she had before you married her, but this Peckerwood wants that. And he's got a lawyer who says, yeah, yeah, we're going to get the increase in the values of all those things during the two years. And I, I on at least one occasion was in the room with the court while he was asking for these things. And the judge just looked at him and shook her head and went, <sighs> yeah, he's basically asking for, uh, you know, you know, she's had a, a house or, and a 401k for 20 years, but he wants everything that was made in the last two years. The, 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 the house's value that went up in the last two years. That's what the, the 408, that, no, the that's what the lawyer asked that's for. That's what the lawyer asked for. Okay. okay. What okay. the husband said. He wants half. No. The husband. No, he doesn't want half. Oh. Give it all to me or I'll kill you. Okay. okay. All right. Well, give so, it, give so me the house and give me all your money or I will kill you. So he's being reasonable. Yeah. Because, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. former law enforcement. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, sure. in November of 2017... He lost his law enforcement certificate for beating someone up and then lying to the agency for which he works right. about it. Unfortunately for him, the young man that he decided to batter while off duty, while wearing his badge and gun, while on leave. Yeah. He's on medical leave. Yeah. He forces this young man off the road while this man's on a motorcycle. What was he on medical leave for? Uh, he'd been in an automobile accident, and he was claiming that as a result, he had PTSD. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's been with the agency for approximately 11 years. Okay. Uh, he was arrested for murder in 1988, and his records I'm were sorry. sealed. Hold on. Wait. What? He what? was arrested for murder in 1988. Okay. Someone else confessed, his very best friend, and uh, they never found the murder weapon. 
he had that record sealed. It was reopened. He applied for a number of agencies. They all turned him down because they had to see that, see that record. Sure. And that one agency hired him. Every officer that I've spoken to, every deputy, I don't want to say officer, every deputy that I've spoken to that ever worked with him has reported that guy's crazy. <laughs> okay. I really yeah. wish I'd have talked to them before the depot. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, had a few court appearances with him where he showed up for what it amounts to motion calendar, where it's just going to be lawyers. Okay. He shows up with his attorney and an entourage, five or six people with him to support him. Okay. Um, now, this sounds like he's trying not, we know that his, his ex is, or soon to be ex is not going to be there. It sounds like he's trying to intimidate you. Well, it didn't dawn on me that he was trying to get under my skin. I just thought he had a little Jim Jones thing going. Okay, right, you know, right. they, these people are all believing yeah. that he's entitled to these things and right. they're going to help him. Now, in this process, he has battered his wife. He has gotten an injunction filed against him twice. He has stolen one of the key fobs to her car and broken into it repeatedly, leaving the doors open at her place of employment uh, and at her home all night long. Okay. And this has been captured on video. Right. Uh, he has broken into her home with the assistance of law enforcement in the jurisdiction in which she lives, Winter Garden. You guys will be hearing from me pretty soon. Knock, knock. Um, and the state attorney's office can't figure out a way to prosecute him for the break-ins because the Winter Garden Police Department helped him do it. So they're because not forwarding they the correct information because in they told No, he told them, this is my house too. Yeah. This is my address. Even though he's already filed sworn documents, this is not where he lives. He lies to law enforcement. And law enforcement, trying to do the right thing, sees he's a cop. Yeah. And we're going to help him Let, out. Let's say that. Listen, the, the, uh, the law enforcement, for the most part, is pretty intelligent. But if you have domestic violence situations, and the laws around domestic violence change almost daily, it seems like. And if you get a law, somebody who's law enforcement or previous law enforcement, and they wanted to cloud that, they could cloud that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about when this gets to report writing time or when this goes to court or anything else. I'm talking about standing at the scene. Right. That they could probably cloud that. And, that's, and, and that may or may not would have happened. I'm not defending Winter well, Garden at we, all. We got, we I'm got, saying we got, it could have happened. We yeah. got two break-ins, right. one of which he backed up with a truck and had his friend, who, who actually testified against him unknowingly, and his daughter load things into that truck that the wife had purchased after he moved out. Yeah. Yeah, listen... You, you know the burglary that nobody ever reports happening? When the Allied van moves up, backs up to the house, right. and movers get out wearing uniforms, right. and completely empty it. And when yeah. the neighbors go, what happened? You go, We um, thought you were moving. Yeah, they're, they're moving. Yeah. thought you were moving. They're moving. <laughs> they're, so, they're moving. You know, and, and that, that's th it. That's it's gone. The, that's the setup. Yeah. Uh, his two attorneys uh, scheduled my client's deposition in an order to intimidate her into just giving them what they wanted. Because um, he was going to be in the room with her. Right. And, and, uh, and she, she I, the several times I've been in court with him, he's been very placid. Right. No reaction at all. Right. Apparently, she is the triggering event that makes him really lose his mind. Um, but, you know, we're going to go to the break, and I will tell you what happened in the depot. Yeah, so that's, that's an that's a, that's excellent setup. Um, we, we'll get, when we come back from the break, uh, we'll, we'll find out from Kevin exactly what happened when the deposition starts there in... Uh, this was this was in Central Florida here in Winter in Winter Park. In Winter Park. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studio. Stick around, we'll be back after the break. 
There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Uh, just on a break here, showing Kevin and Earl, I got a phone call from Russia on my phone here, Russia. I don't know if it's uh, Hillary's running for office again or they, somebody wants me to collude with them or whatever, but, I have a, <laughs> but I've, got a, I've got a call here from Russia. If it ever comes up with the last name Boot, don't answer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Got it. From, from past experience, I've made that mistake. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Kevin, we're talking uh, last segment about the, the horrific ordeal where... I, the gentleman was uh, tried to murder you. Easy. Tried to don't, murder you. Don't don't get dramatic. Dramatic. He just stabbed me repeatedly and tried to slit my throat. It's like <laughs> it's, go crazy. It's like, uh, it's, <laughs> just you know, it was a Tuesday. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you left us off with uh, the, the background. This was a, a disgruntled, soon to be, hopefully ex, uh, ex-husband who filed uh, divorce papers from right. your client with with a history of uncontrolled anger issues yes. and and violent outbursts against. Individuals that did not deserve the attacks that he perpetuated on them. And he was prosecuted by the state attorney's office for the battery on the young man on the motorcycle. 
and they used the GoPro video off the young man's motorcycle <laughs> right. helmet right. as the evidence to, to put him forward. And as part of that plea agreement, he had to give up his law enforcement certificate or do 500 hours of community service. That's a lot. That's a lot. A community lot. service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a stiff sentence is 50 hours. Yes. 500 is a just seek life on another continent. Yeah. Um, his lawyers, uh, Mr. Greenberg and Mr. Tyson, scheduled his deposition uh, with my, or scheduled his, his wife's deposition with my office to begin at 9 a.m. in Mr. Greenberg's office in Winter Park. And my office scheduled his client's deposition to take, take place at 1 o'clock the same day in okay. the same place. Uh, we got to the deposition, and we had some conversations about the possibility of resolving the case. And the only thing that uh, Mr. King, uh, the, uh, the deponent, wanted to have cleared up was every firearm that has ever been purchased that he had anything to do with, he wants given to him. So all he wanted to talk about was his guns. Okay. You want to talk about settling the case? Or, you know, first you have to give me all my guns. Give me all my guns, You're, then we'll talk about what, I, right. what else I want from her. You are on pretrial release for a felony car burglary. So he can't have a gun anyway. He can't have any guns. Yeah. Uh, not an issue. He still wants them. Um, his lawyer in that criminal case assured me he had not returned them to him. But surprisingly, they were surrendered to the Orange County Sheriff's Office by someone who had the guns hmm. that wasn't his attorney. Um, Interesting. So we go to the deposition. We don't get that resolved. We go in the room and we sit down. We are farthest from the door on the far side of the table. Court reporters at the end of the table right next to the door. And then Mr. King is in the middle seat. And Mr. Tyson is to his immediate left. And Mr. Greenberg is to his immediate right. And I am directly across from Mr. King. Just to paint the picture for people, this is like a, like a very oversized uh, dining room table. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a conference table, um, but the room is not much bigger than the table itself. Maybe enough room for... You can slide your, the chair back, exactly. but not very much room after that. You could, if it, you stood you, up, the chair would hit the wall behind you. Almost. Okay. At least on okay. one side of the room. Almost. Okay. Um, two people cannot walk past each other gotcha. behind the chair. Gotcha. Uh, the table takes up a great deal of the room. Um, <clears throat> as we sit down, Mr. King begins to mouth insults to his wife. Well, but there are no actually words spoken, right? No, he no. just, he just, he's mouthing the words very clearly, uh, as though he were lip syncing the insults of, you know, frack you, I'm gonna kill you, uh, I'm, you know, just, just, you know, you're, uh, I'll see you next Tuesday, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> and his, his wife responds with, really? And yeah. she looks at me, and he, can he do that? And... The immediate response from Mr. King is, I didn't say a word. Yeah. Nanny, said, nanny, boo-boo. I didn't so actually say a word. I sit yeah. down, and he does it to me. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> That's I'm right. Touching you. And, and he sits down, and he, I sit down, and he right. does the same thing to me. <clears throat> and I went, this, this says that you can't do that. Yeah. You have a no contact order. You can't mouth those words right. to your wife. Yeah. I haven't said anything. And I don't have a contact order, right. you, you fat, stupid frack. Right. Something along those right. lines. And, and let's just, just for so people know, he, he's not uh, from the movie Battlestar Galactica. The frack yeah. is, Kevin's keeping uh, uh, the FCC uh, off our tails yeah, by uh -huh. saying frack. I'm, I'm uh -huh. using it in place of the other F word right. that right. only has four letters right. and stands for copulation. Um, right. Hurry. <laughs> um, well, coitus anyway. Yeah, coitus, yeah, there you go. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so 
Moving on. Uh, his <laughs> lawyer says, stop it. Right. And he does it again. And I went, we're not going to do this. We're, we're just not going to do the depot. And, and I've shown him the no contact order, and he's furious. Right. Because the no contact order says you can't have any contact with the victim. This is not new. You're not springing the no contact no, no, order no, no. on him he today. He got that the yeah. day he got out of, he got, he got arrested. Right. And then they released him on his own recognizance, and they gave him this piece of paper that said, by the way, these are the conditions. Gotcha. No guns. Yeah. No contact with the victim. Right. So, uh, I stand up, and I'm putting my things together in my folder. Yeah. And he stands up, and is my recollection is he takes a swing at me, kind of open hand across the table. But the table is six feet wide, probably, right. five feet wide. Right. So, and I'm standing up, so I'm not right at the table. And there's no way he can reach me. And I guess I had an expression of, are you stupid? Yes. What are you doing? Seriously? Um, <laughs> yeah. Really, exactly. Yeah. And he says, smile at me again, mother fracker. Right. And shoves his lawyer, Mr. Greenberg, out of the way and comes around the table and punches me in the side of the head. This is after he comes around the table. Yeah, and he comes around the table. You have four or five steps, and the whole time you're like, uh, what is this knucklehead doing? Well, he's coming around the table, and I, I think he's just making a display. Yeah. And his lawyers are yelling at him. Because there's literally six witnesses in the room and a tape recorder going. Well, there is a tape recorder going, and then there's Mr. Greenberg, Mr. Tyson, the court reporter, my client and myself, so five. Okay, five. Okay. Um, not including the tape recorder. Okay. Uh, and he punches me in the side of the head and in the chest, but not particularly hard. Right. And he says, now what are you going to do, bitch? Yeah. And I reach in my back right pocket and I take out my cell phone. Yeah. And I went, I'm calling 911, Mr. King. <laughs> and I go to press the home button and he snatches my phone out of my hand and throws it on the floor. And then steps back up. And Now, Mr. King is 6'2", 225, very fit gentleman. Right. Um, and he's been a law enforcement officer for 11 years with multiple takedowns where he's committed battery, you know. Right. And in the, you know, the chokeholds you used to use that yeah. you don't get to use anymore? Correct, correct. Um, well, when he hears and I hear 911 is on the way from behind me outside the room because Mr. Greenberg and Mr. Tyson have fled. Right. They got out of the room before the court reporter even could get out of her chair. Oh, well, um, let, me, let, me, let me make sure, make sure I, uh, <clears throat> I state that correctly. You have these other two attorneys in the room. This is their client who's kind of gone wacko at this point. Grown man. You have a, you have another woman. You have two women in the room. Right. One who you're standing in front of to to keep you know to keep the bad guy away from him, from her. Um, and then she, and then the court reporter is behind my client. And then there's another woman there right. who were hired by those two attorneys. Correct. And they fled the scene and left her behind. They did. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure we understand they, what kind of what kind they, of individuals Tyson and Greenberg are. Okay. Like a fart in a windstorm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Left you, your client, and this other woman in there to defend for themselves. To defend for themselves. Right. Okay. Got so it. Got it. Mr. King says, frack it, and grabs me by the throat. Because at this point, he's heard, 911's on the way. That's the, guess what? We've gone from, we're having a fight to, uh-oh, police are involved. Right. And he's battered me. Yeah. He struck me twice. So he's going to jail for it. Yeah. And so he figures, well, if I'm going to jail for it, I'm just going to go to jail for it for a lot worse I'm battery. I'm going to jail. I might yeah. as well go to jail. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I'm going to do yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm so, going to enjoy yeah. the crime. Yeah. So he grabs me by the throat and tries to smash my head into the top of the table. Right. Now, the first two times, and you know, I'm, I'm what, at the time I was probably 245 and I'm about 5'9". Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not particularly fit. Um, you know, I'm... Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, come on. Let's, I'd, I'd go, uh, you know, fire hydrant stature, you know, yeah. tough guy, <laughs> thick, hard, firm. You're not some little soft roly-poly for those people no. that have ever met you. No, but yeah. I mean, uh-huh. he first two times, he can't get my head to the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm four inches taller and, and pounds heavier. And if somebody said, go take care of it, would be like, no. what's, what's in it for me? You know, that's, no. I'm not, you know, there, there better be something in this. You well, know, I'm but, not, I'm not, you know, in fact, no, I don't think I'm going to. Third time, he realizes that that's not working out so much. Right. And he, so he picks me up off the ground by my throat. Oh, so at this and, point, now he's gone hands to throat. Oh, he's already hands to throat okay, the first okay, two times. Okay. Um, this time, hands to throat, he succeeds. Third time, he smashes my head into the table. Okay, we got a couple of, he's, he's grabbed you, he's hit you against the table. Let's take it to the break, come back, and pick up from there. Okay. This is taking longer to explain than it did to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Got a question for the guys? Well, you can reach them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio live, coast to coast and around the world, with Mike and the guys in the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. The following segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by Snag Mag, the premier concealed magazine holster. Check them out today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We're in the midst of listening to a Kevin's ordeal where uh, this uh, this whack job tried to kill him during a deposition. Um, we've got your comments. Keep them coming to uh, Facebook.com uh, slash Arms Room Radio, and when uh, when we're done, we'll, we'll bring them up. Uh, Kevin, you were this gentleman has just come around the table, setting the stage again for everybody. He's come around the table, made the threat to you, and now has dug his hands into your throat. All right, he's choking me out at the same time he's giving me a pretty good blow to the right side of the top of my head. And my bell has been rung, and I realize that if I do not get him to let go of me, he's going to kill me. Right. Because he's saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill you. Right. Um, you want to make sure you don't lose consciousness first. All right. Yeah. It would be unfortunate. Now, in theory, he might have that might have used the bear technique where I just play dead and he walks away. But he's the kind of guy that would stomp you really hard in the side of the head yeah. once you were unconscious. And that's a you're that's a gamble at that point. Yeah, you know, that's a well, maybe so, this will work. And you can't do that because the woman is still standing behind you. Oh no, you. I still got women, people behind me. Two women standing trying behind to get him out of the room. Yeah, um, I've told him to leave before he str- started to strangle me. But but they're but the they're not the, fighters. The, they're locked the, in. Well, the fear. The poor court reporter. She froze in place like a she rooted. Yeah, and my client pushed her, and I she pushed root. back. Right. And she had to almost literally pick her up and force her out the door of the room because she just panicked and didn't right. move. So I'm, I am wearing in my right front pocket a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. Right. Uh, and above that, clipped to the outside of my pocket, is my Curdo Snag X. Yes. Uh, and a, a bladed weapon retention tool, designed as a weapon retention tool. Right. Now, I probably should have been wearing that in the offhand but the clip was on the wrong side and I hadn't moved it. Gotcha. And so I could have pulled my pistol, but I honestly thought at that moment, and I was processing pretty well. I thought I was processing pretty well. If I cut him on the left arm, left uh, chest, you know, where the arm and the shoulder come together, yeah. I'm going to recalibrate his understanding of the universe <laughs> yeah. and he's going to let go of me and this is going to stop. Right. And, it's exactly what would happen to people in their unaltered, un, un uh, uh, changed, chemically balanced yeah, mind. That's right. Yeah. If, if you weren't a crazy person, yeah, that would probably work. Right. So, not wanting to kill him because I really, really didn't want to increase my body count because that would make it uh, a thirteen, <laughs> and I just didn't want to have to put that on right. me somewhere. That's not a good so, number. Thirteen. It's, yeah, it isn't. Yeah. And, and then I have to go figure out how to get a fourteen yeah, and make it legitimate. It's, it's just weird. Weird. Yeah. So. It's an odd number. Yeah. I, I, well, it's a prime. prime. I, I pull it, and it opens as I, as I pull it out of my pocket because that's the way it's designed. Your that particular yeah, model, yeah, it, yeah. It, it unfolds itself and is in a deployed position. I've got a, a, what, uh, what the owner of that company calls an ice pick grip. Yep. So my finger is through the retention hole. Yep. The blade is open, and it's sticking out through the bottom of my hand. Yep. It's about a two-inch, two-and-a-half-inch blade, but it is an extremely curved yeah. cutting tool. Uh, and I go to work on what I think is his left chest and left arm. Okay. Um, and that does not have the effect that I thought it would. That doesn't have any effect. Uh, all I hear him yell is, you stab me, you filthy bitch, or something along those lines. And he still got me by the throat. Now, my client has some descriptions of what she said took place in the following 10 or 15 seconds. I don't have any recollection of those right. moments at all. The next time I remember being conscious of what was happening, because he still got me by the throat. Yes. Is I am in a chair in the far corner of the room. It is tilted back. My feet are off the floor. 
He has one knee across my middle. He is laying across the top of me, and he has both his hands on my right wrist. Okay. And the arm of the chair has been broken off where he smashed my arm against it and broken it with my elbow. And he has my right arm hyperextended, and he's trying to get it out of my hand, get my knife out of my hand, I, but he can't. I want to I want to point out just for, for, again uh, painting the picture for you folks as he's as this 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 bad guy's got this and he's got the grip on Kevin he's holding Kevin remember the size of this room Kevin you're leaning back over the chair at this point with with feet just about touching the floor so not only has he grabbed you but he's taken away your center of balance there right, but he, you're still managing to fight back yeah I I've gotten thrown into the corner yeah. I don't remember how I got there right um, but I've gotten thrown into the corner into the chair. Right. And uh, what probably happened is we probably ended up spinning and I hit the chair and it flipped me backwards into it. Right. And he just used that to his advantage. And he's, you know, he's 11 years law enforcement. He's got some experience taking guys down who don't want to get don't taken take down. down. Yeah. Um, and he's gone full on cop on me. Yeah. He's yelling for help. Yeah. I'm a cop. When he's clearly not. It's, he's not a cop, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's going to use that to his advantage. That's a delusional mind right uh, there. A man comes in the room who is a lawyer in that office who has no idea what's going on other than there's a commotion in his building. Yeah. He comes running over to where we are, and he grabs my right wrist. Because from his instantaneous view, you're trying to stab this man. Right. I'm the assailant. He's the cop yelling, I'm a cop. Yeah. Help me, help me. Um, and... With that person holding my right wrist and Mr. King holding my right wrist, Mr. King is able to pry my fingers open. I think that the lawyer is going to take the knife. I remember looking at it, and I know he recognized me because I've seen him in court before. Right. <clears throat> but he doesn't. Mr. King gets my knife. He slices the lawyer's shirt, apparently, according to one of the police <laughs> reports, although I don't remember seeing that happen. Right. And then, Mr. and then as soon as he does that, he lets go of my right arm, and so does the lawyer. So now my right arm is free. Apparently, during this process, when I realized I couldn't get my arm free, I pulled my Mont Blanc pen from my shirt pocket, and I was going Singer Sewing Machine on Mr. King on somewhere along the right shoulder or chest. I did not strike him in the throat, apparently, which, in retrospect, probably would have been a good idea. And listen, you didn't know about the, the use of your using your pen until you got your pen back recently. Right, I got my pen back, and my <laughs> pen back was absolutely a wreck. Yeah. Now, it cost me $500. I had to pay to the lawyer whose office we were in to Greenberg get my glasses. Greenberg and Tyson. Yeah, yeah, I had to, to get, my license, get my glasses and my pen back because they wanted to recoup some of the costs that, it, it, that they had to spend to clean all my blood up. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> Mr. King tells me he's going to kill me right now and uh he reaches and pushes my face to the right with his left hand opening up the left side of your your throat your and neck. goes to strike me across the neck with my blade right which he's holding in a regular grip correct i get my hand up and he makes contact with my right thumb brings the blade down my right thumb and across my right palm severing all the nerves and ligaments in my right thumb um which they've spent a long time trying to put back together and which they said it may take a year before I find out whether I'll have function in it again. And, and you, you, you did the, you haven't said it, you, the, the, the time honored taught technique for, for blocking the blow to the neck. You, you brought your hand up open palmed 
and covered your neck. Once he went for the neck, you covered your neck, got rid right. of it. This is what you would do, folks. Imagine the old World War II movies, the British SAS, when the guy comes up behind you and goes to choke you with a rope. You put your hand up in between that, and this right. is what you did. I'd Palm pick. open and yeah. to, to, to block the, the, the right. assault on the neck. It's a block, it's a block move. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was successful because he didn't slit my throat. Correct, correct. Uh, being unsatisfied with that process himself, apparently... He decided to stab me in the left side three times, uh, which was pretty effective because he severed an artery and punctured my diaphragm. Right. And that caused my left lung to eventually collapse. He told me, you're, you're, I'm killing you. And I stated to him, at almost the same time, the lawyer who helped get my knife out of my hand told him, he's losing a lot of blood. You've got to stop. I told, he said, I'm killing you. And I said, I believe you already have. And that statement apparently got through to him, and he realized that if he kept stabbing me, it would look excessive, and he stopped because right. he thought he'd won. And he got up and he walked out of the room. And when he did, I stood up. Uh, I assessed myself based on the fact that I was spraying blood on the wall, stuck my index finger of my left hand in that hole to try to uh, stop that bleeding. I asked someone to bring me something you know, to stop my bleeding. And I reached in my right front pocket and I pulled my 38 caliber revolver out and I waited to see if he came back in the room. Let me say this, because we've had this conversation already. Um, um, you did that not knowing. It wasn't until you looked down later and saw the gun in your hand that you'd realized you'd done that. Oh no, it was, it was, uh, it was completely without any consciousness. I realized I had the gun in the hand when the police came to the door of the conference room and said, put the gun down. Yeah. <laughs> I went, right. oh, yep, all right, got oh, it. Oh, that Click. gun. There you go. Folks, stick around. Uh, we'll be back after the break. Until uh, the uh, second hour, please uh, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are, say, are ready, stay ready. And I mean it. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey, everyone. This is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America. 
It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. With Mike, Kevin, and Earl, concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. Tweet, message, email, snap, or mind meld with them right now. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast, and around the world. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. We are, we are, we're in, we're in the midst of a conversation. Let me, let me get through the introductions here. Let's go, let's go around the room. On my right is uh, the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Doctor Corbin, approved memos, lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Yeah, Kevin's got the cooler story. But my scars are still more symmetrical. Oh boy. Yeah, how many stitches? How many stitches did you get there? 65. Kevin, your stitch count? I know he's got stitch me. Stitch count? Your stitch count? How many stitches did you have? Yeah, internal and external? Yeah. Almost 1,000. Almost 1,000. <laughs> Those are metric, though, I'm thinking. <laughs> so, you know, it was a divided well, by 12. Well, they were real small. Plus six, you know. Because, you know, they're so, sewing you know, up really important you know, stuff. It's... All you had to do was get your skin closed. <laughs> Cry baby. Uh, yeah, but, but Earl's is like uh, like they put a grenade in his shoulder, pulled the pin, and then they had to sew it back together like no, a big this banana. Is, this is, you know, I'm, I'm laying in the room, and I'm thinking, well, they got that done fast, because it only looks like it's a half an hour from when I went into the hospital. That was Not, the, the next day. It was 12 hours later. <laughs> and and, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, that's really fast. And the nurse, and I said, what happened? What, what, what did you have to do? Well, he punctured your aorta, and I went. And I remember <laughs> looking at my side going. What? She goes, oh, no, I'm sorry, diaphragm. Holy crap. Lady. My aorta. Did you go to nursing How school in Grenada? You don't know the you there's a diaphragm and an aorta? <laughs> How big a hole is in my side? Grenada school of nursing going on there. Um, the, uh, Kevin, I want to reset this for everybody that's, that's joining, but we don't have that kind of time. Basically, um, you, uh, you had a deposition. You have, uh, you have your client. You have uh, the, the, the soon-to-be, hopefully, ex-husband. And... Uh, and he, he basically goes whack job criminal and, uh, and attempts to murder you. Yep. Tried to slit my throat, stabbed me three times on the left side, punctured uh, my diaphragm, and severed an artery. Uh, at, at this point, you are... I'm bleeding out you're, in the you're, room. You're bleeding I'm out. Bleeding you, out you, the room. you look down. You, you have, you, you have your, your hand sliced open. Imagine, folks, if, you, if oh, somebody... Oh, I didn't even know. No. I had no idea my thumb was, uh, was damaged. No, no. Because I... I you know, there, there are certain chemicals that go through your body under those circumstances yeah, yeah. that make you not care. Tequila, one. Um, um, and, no, no, I mean, so, I mean, uh, so I, I, mean I had adrenaline. it in my hand and I, I, <laughs> I had a grip on it. <laughs> right. And I had my finger yeah. inside the trigger guard. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to, but I wasn't going to give myself that moment of hesitation. Yeah. If anybody came through that door that wasn't anywhere in a uniform, I was going to put a hole in them. Yeah. Especially if it was him. Right. And, Bill Greenberg comes back in the room. That's the coward attorney. And sees me standing there. Because apparently they're all in the parking lot having a conversation about what they're going to tell the police. And I hear him go, oh, shit, and turns and runs. Well, I'm quoting. Yes, there's a quote. It's a a legal quote. It's a quote. It's a legal quote, yeah. Uh, He runs, and I hear him yelling, he's alive and he's got a gun. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that's apparently when Mr... King decided he needed to lay down in the parking lot. Yeah, because at this point he's outside telling everybody he is the police, and uh, he just he, he, he was just the victim. He, he just beat he, you. He was the victim. He just he just won. And mm-hmm. uh, and then 
the EMTs walk in the room. Uh, it was a very pleasant young lady and a Winter Park police officer. And he said, put the gun down. And I did. And, I, and, and, and I, at that I, point, you realized yeah, you had I, a gun. I, and, well, I think I realized <laughs> I had the gun sometime before that. Okay. But at the moment I pulled it, yeah. I wasn't consciously right. thinking, okay. okay, now pull the gun. Yeah. I, I just you know, went to what I had left. Cause but you'd, you'd been in a fight. The, the knife had been taken from you from the attorney and the bad guy. The first opportunity you had to bring your hand down, you put the next weapon into it, and that's, that's and, where and it was. And I got yeah. ready for yeah. the second round. Yes, yes. And they never came back in the room. Correct. Uh, the deputy came over and he yelled for someone to go get a uh, combat gauze. Yeah. And they tried to put a combat gauze on my side. Didn't work very well. Right. And I remember holding my finger uh, yeah. with the combat uh, gauze yeah. thing they had and, and trying to keep the bleeding down. And uh, they rolled me out of the room in the chair to save time, got me in the ambulance, got a got an IV started uh, with ringers, got an IV in both arms. Yeah, blood uh, expanders, yeah. And they... Yeah. they got me to the trauma center. Right. Uh, get me in the ER and their police are trying to ask me some questions and they're trying to get the bleeding to stop and, and, uh, they've ordered blood and, uh, I give what I can as of a statement because I'm getting a little lightheaded. Yeah. And they lack of blood to, will they, do that to you. <laughs> his girlfriend, who's an, uh, a supervisor with the dispatching office as a civilian for the same agency he used to work for. Okay. Comes in and apparently announces he's law enforcement. So he gets preferential treatment. And the chaplain who I'd been talking to about, you know, who I wanted called and who I didn't want called and, and uh, what to do if and if, you know, things went yeah, sideways, right, right, right. Um, heard that and went over and told them he's not law enforcement. And they took me to pre-op and I'm laying on the table in pre-op and the doctor pulls the gauze off my side and says, well, the bleeding stopped. And the nurse above my head announces blood pressure is 53 over 12. And I remember laughing and going, there's none in there. And I, and I, I remember laughing and going, well, I think I know why I stopped bleeding. <laughs> yeah. And it got really super busy around inside that room with me. And the doctor's taking a piece of a roll of tape and he's spinning the tape around my arm. And I didn't know what he was doing. And apparently he wanted the tape down my A-line. So when he started squeezing the bag that yeah. had the blood in it, it, shoot it back wouldn't out. pop out of my yeah. arm. Yeah. And they started squeezing and squeezing fluids into me, and I started to spray blood again. Yeah. And he stuck his fingers in the two holes, and I went, oh, my God, are you Dutch? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I haven't any painkillers. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Yeah. And uh, the nurse, I'd have gone with Greek, but, she know. giggles. <laughs> she giggles yeah, yeah. above my head, and yeah. she's giving me oxygen. And, uh, and I remember laying there, and I went, well, every woman I've ever dated said I would make a great lesbian. And she started laughing hysterically. <laughs> and the poor doctor's got his fingers in my side. And he goes, what? <laughs> you stuck your finger in a dike. He's Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, he, he, apparently he was the anesthesiologist. And he went, we're going to put you to sleep now. And I went, I think that's the best idea you've had all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and within. That way you'll three, shut up so we can get something within, done. Within the count of three. Uh, it was the next day. Yeah. It was the next day. <laughs> right, right. And they filleted me, man, from the sternum to the groin. They opened me up like I was uh, a fish to be cleaned. And, uh, that is probably the part that I've had the most trouble with that and not having a properly functioning thumb is everything getting, from my center line yeah. to the left side. The, as the nerves come back, boy, that hurts. That is very not happy. That is a very unhappy part of my body right now. I want to, um, I want to let people absorb this. I want to let people absorb this. When we get back from the next segment, I want to, I want to ask you some legal questions about a, a different case that's going on. Um, 
then we'll similar we'll, circumstance. Similar circumstances. We'll have we'll have Major Bill with us. Uh, duties little, and no duties. Little little bit late, later in the program, and then I'm going to save the last segment of the program because I want I want to talk to you about. Um, uh, I don't want to say Monday morning quarterback. I want to you know some tactical uh, 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 tips, points. What I think. Um, uh, my view, my view, Earl's view. You know, from from the tactics instructors. What I know, you sit here and you and you and you question what happened, and the two of us want to talk to you about. Um, we're we're proud you're alive because you did the right things. Thank you. Um, we'll be back after the break, folks. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. 
So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you like bourbon? Do you like America? Then you're going to love Boundary Oak Distillery. Check them out today at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. You know, since I can't have painkillers anymore because the doctors are afraid of addiction because I'm in a lot of pain, right. I am using the John Wick method with Boundary Oak Distillery. Very nice. Well, we could uh, probably take care of some more of that this evening. Um, folks, listen, I actually, we heard from uh, one of our, one of our, uh, our fans, and uh, he said, uh, one of the listeners, you know, in South Carolina, we still don't have the Boundary Oak Distillery here. How mm-hmm. do I get the Boundary Oak Distillery? Listen, call your, go to your local liquor store. Uh, you know, go to the big ones. Get the mom and pops, they, they deal with the, you know, they've got smaller names. Go to the bigger ones, go, I guess, and, uh, and tell them, hey, get with the distributor. Get, get us some Boundary Oak. Get us some Boundary Oak. Otherwise, uh, we have to drive to Kentucky because it's good stuff. It's worth it. Oh, boy, it's worth it. It's worth it. Another one I've been dealing with recently is Instill Distillery. Got to gotta check them out, too. More of a, more of a, uh, towards that area, South Carolina, North Carolina kind of place, so. I've been um, using a guy named Bob. Bob. Bob in a <laughs> Bob in a two for one liquor special. No, no, yeah, Bob yeah. in Daytona. Oh Bob Bob, Bob in Daytona. I know Bob in Daytona. Oh. He's got Bob's, a he's got a barn out behind his house. He's, got, a, he's got the bathtub gin going. Really big stainless steel containers. Those are the best can. Yeah. The best can. Uh, I wanna before we get to, into the story, and Kevin, we're gonna we're going to finish this story. Uh, the the questions are compiling. I'm watching them come in. I want to look take a look at everybody's again. We'll we'll do this segment, we'll talk to Major Bill next segment, and then we'll get to uh, answering the questions during the last segment of the program. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, that's the way I breathe now because I've lost about 30% of the left lung. So, yeah, I breathe like that now. Gotcha. gotcha. That's when I get excited. <laughs> that's it. Or try to go upstairs. No, oh, no, it's there. And it's, uh, it's a, well, you got a, you, you're on a one-story flat, right? So you're, you're good. I am now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now. good to go. Uh, Scott Peterson, the, the former deputy Scott Peterson arrested mm-hmm. down in Broward County. Um, I've been asked to, to make some commentary on this over the last uh, last couple of days since this happened. Uh, I want to get uh, your opinion, the legal opinion, the, the personal opinion, uh, you know, from 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 Kevin, from you, Earl, uh, from you know, from uh, anybody else that happens to chime in here on the old interwebs while we're sitting here. You don't want my personal opinion. You no, want I, my legal opinion. No, I want both. I want both. Oh, okay. I want both. Um, Scott Dep- Scott Peterson was the deputy that uh, was the was the school resource officer at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And I, I, let me tell you this ahead of time. I'll give you about a minute into this. We got plenty of time left. Um, I again went over it again this week when this happened because you, you kind of heard me last. He's been charged. He has been charged. charged. He's been charged. He's been charged and arrested. Neglect yeah, yeah. And, uh, child neglect, child endangerment, and uh, misdemeanor charge of uh, perjury for uh, giving a statement before a, uh, a, 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 during a meeting, not during a sworn testimony, um, during an official meeting, not during a testimony. Um, so it was a misdemeanor perjury charge. And um, unoffic- I'm sorry, it's called an unofficial proceeding. He gave, he gave a, a uh, perjured himself during an unofficial proceeding. And 
It's like swallowing your spit without permission. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah when you wait, cough, is that a crime? Yeah, you know, you, 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 have you done that? You, 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 all of a sudden you cough, you're like, how did I forget to swallow all of a sudden? I'm, <laughs> what am I, 47 years old and I can't swallow anymore? How does that happen? So, the, uh... <laughs> okay, I'm going to let that go. Yeah. I'm on a lot of yeah. medication. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to let, uh-huh. let that go. What? Never mind. Just hey, I am going to be Move going. on, move <laughs> on. Keep going. All right, that's Earl Hurt. Yeah, Listen, it's not that I'm not 47. It's that I don't remember how old I am. All right? that's, the, that's the problem. I understand. My mother's lied to me a lot, too. <laughs> so uh, you're the favorite child. Favorite child. Right? Is that what she told you? Is that the lie? No. No? Oh, okay. No, got it, got it's it. the, the actual date of my birth and when they were married because those, <laughs> those math problems just don't add up. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to my family, too. Like don't worry about it. They're like a decade off, and I'm <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's, how many marriage certificates do yeah. you have? What is it? My daughter went to school and complained to the teacher that her parents won't tell her that she's their favorite child. And she's the only one. Yeah, and she's the only child. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's, that's the... <laughs> well, we don't want to show favoritism, just in case. You know? <laughs> the, uh, uh... So Scott Peterson has been arrested for child neglect, child endangerment, and perjury. Uh, and before we get into this, we do have, we do have some time left. Um, I went back. I looked at the timeline. From the time the first shots are, are, are heard on the school campus. Scott Peterson from, from across the 10-acre campus, the 11-building campus, spends two minutes moving towards the sound of fire. Two minutes. Him, he's in a golf cart, he's on foot, he's with a security officer, he's with another coach or something like that. They're moving towards it, and you can actively see them moving towards it. He gets to the building, this building 1200, where the shooting occurs. And then you hear, annoyingly, if you're a law enforcement officer, annoyingly, the, the morons of, the, of your agency and other agencies coming on and asking hugely important questions like, what's the address to the school? Because, you know, you, this has been your zone for how many years and you don't know where the biggest infrastructure item in your own patrol zone is. So you hear those morons on the air, you know, taking up, uh, I'm sorry, I'll go ahead. No, yeah. I was going to say, I'm well, the exact opposite. Question. I know, I, you know, the school, okay, I know where it's at. What's yeah. the address? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, I know you know, the 12 different exactly. buildings I don't on know there. I address. Yeah. yeah. Right. I know how to get there. Yeah, he's over off uh, right near, yeah, at the underwater corner. Backwards, underwater, in the dark. It got the white bulb, the big white bulb light right, right in front of it, you know, with the, with the tree on the corner. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Earl's place. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so you hear this. You hear these, these, these morons going on, and, and they, they're asking him basically questions on how to set up the perimeter around the school. He gets to the door and starts to direct people, and now he's got his firearm drawn, he starts to direct people to set the perimeter up. Now, Scott Peterson was a law enforcement officer for 33 years. The first 25 years of his career, he did everything exactly how he was taught for those first 25 years of his career. Stop, get as close as you can, set up the perimeter, conduct triage, wait for the SWAT team to get there. That's what Scott Peterson did. I'll even go a step beyond that and say, he's standing outside answering questions on the radio. These are not like, uh, you know, now the, what's the address? He's literally directing people where to go to set up the perimeter. Whether he was going to go in and got delayed from going in, I don't know. Whether he relied on his, his, his former training of set up the perimeter and wait, I don't know. I could tell you this, that... Because that, that operating principle, yes. that policy yes. that is apparently not yet a procedure... And, Changed a lot in the last five years, but not at the Broward Sheriff's Office. No, the Broward Sheriff's Office said you had... may go inside if you choose. It's you have a tactical advantage. Um, then you have uh, you have him standing there, and 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 I did the count. I watched. There were five more shots fired from the time he got there until the last shot was fired. He was on the first floor far end. The shooting was going on the third floor far end. Now 
or, or your near end. Um, now, he had no way to know that at that point. But I'm telling you, looking at that, there's no way if he had busted through that door as soon as he got there and gotten to the top, he would have not have been there before the last shot had been fired. And legally, based on a number of cases yeah. where people have sued law enforcement for not protecting them. Right. The, the uh, first, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, the, a Supreme Court case. There's a yeah. bunch of them out there. The police have no duty to protect you. Correct. They are there to take custody of a perpetrator and bring them before the proper tribunal yep. to seek punishment for the crime. Correct. That's their job. They arrest people. Yeah. They do not save you. Now, you might get lucky and get saved by a policeman. Right. Because sometimes policemen believe the propaganda written on the side of their car. Yeah. You might get saved. Yeah. But if there's a choice between them saving you and them getting dead, they're going to choose not saving you rather than not being dead. There are not a lot of people out there that are going to go into harm's way and stand and take take the risk of death right. to save somebody else. Right. It's just not, that's, especially if you're, you know, you got, look, this is the way it works. Police dogs and Olympic athletes. You know what they have that nobody else seems to have? Singularity of purpose. Yeah, you're right, right. They're right. not worried about their kid yeah. or their puppies yeah. or their parents or what they had for dinner right. or their boyfriend or girlfriend are going to be happy with them. I'm just worried about curling. That's right. I'm just, just going to eat your butt or I'm going to jump over <laughs> Ooh, that bar. Hey. Right. Depends on whether you're the dog or oh, the Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> they don't care. They just don't right. care. Okay. You know, and <sighs> that singularity purpose isn't really present in most people. Right. Yeah. They just don't have it. You, yeah. you have to, when, when that happens, you have to let everything else in your universe go. Yep. And focus on the singularity of the purpose in the moment you're in. And that is not easy for people to do because they start to think about, well, what if, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And did Peterson have a legal obligation to go into that building? I don't believe so. How about a moral? Absolutely. Okay. But that's his moral decision. That's not mine. That's not yours. Nope. That's, you that's what he's feeling on the ground. for their morality. Yeah. If you could, well, there'd like, be a, a yeah. we'd have to, we'd have to yeah. just make like, all of California prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make it. We're now yeah. not California. Let's get somewhere else, like where they don't grow anything we want, or you know, fruits and vegetables. Detroit, Chicago. No, they Chicago, got no, they got, no. hot, they got the sausages. No, but Detroit things, would yeah. probably work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New D City, and just yeah. you know, yeah. fence that bad boy in. Yeah. You want a wall? We're gonna build you a wall right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Perfect. Wait, we build a wall between Mexico and the United States. Make it thirty miles wide. And we put all those crazy people in there. Let them jump over that fence now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hey. Oh, you in that briar patch there, Burr Fox. <laughs> Folks, we get back, we'll have a little Major Bill with us. Well, he's not little. He's, he's a normal size. Uh, but we'll have Major Bill with us when we get back. You listen to Arms Room Radio. Come to live for me. Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studio. Stick around after the break. <laughs> Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. 
This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who had been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Chief Warrant Officer Ricky L. Richardson Jr. died June 10, 2009, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Richardson, 33, of Franklin, Missouri, was assigned to the 9th Engineer Support Battalion, 3rd Marine Logistics Group, 3rd Marine Expeditionary Force, Okinawa, Japan. He was killed in action while supporting combat operations in Delaram, Afghanistan. The cause of death was not immediately released, but a relative said he died dismantling bombs as an EOD technician. Richardson joined the Corps in 1996. He served as a machine gunner before becoming an explosive ordnance disposal technician, eventually reaching the rank of gunnery sergeant. He was appointed as a warrant officer in 2007 and had deployed to Afghanistan as an EOD officer in February, his sixth combat tour, officials said. Marine Chief Warrant Officer 2, Ricky L. Richardson, Jr., you are not forgotten. Quite honestly, I'm glad there's still a MaxOrlando.com. <laughs> you guys got any issues, uh, let me know. I, uh, I tell you that uh, <laughs> you will get maximum effort. <laughs> Listen, we, we, we have joked about this since then, and it's been yeah. an inside joke. It's been one of the cardinal sins of radio. We've done an inside joke since then. Folks, you will literally get maximum effort. This is a man who stood here and had his client threatened. Listen, Kevin was not the target of the bad guy. No. It no, was the, no. He wanted to eat her and He wanted to her cut her head and, off. Yeah. Make her not be alive no more. And yeah. you, you were there for that. You are going to get maximum effort. Yeah. This lawyer got me 500 grand. Yeah. 
Max yeah. Orlando took a knife for me. <laughs> exactly right. Um, Not my best moment, I must say. <laughs> I'd rather get the 500 grand. <laughs> and there may be a payday at the end of this for somebody, but yeah, there's, uh, yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Again, we'll I don't, get. I don't run. No, no. I don't run. No, you stood there and protected your client and, and the, uh, the, the court reporter. That, I think that's yeah. the thing that made him crazy. Yeah. I didn't run. Didn't run. Yeah. I didn't squeal. I didn't yeah. go, oh, please don't hurt me. Don't yeah. Hurt. Yeah. Nope, I just went, okay, let's go. Let's, uh, let's bring in the chief law enforcement officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing this week? Uh, you know, good, good. This is a, it's a good week here for us. Uh, you know, and we have uh, we have Kevin back with us, and um, uh, we will let you say hello to say hello to Kevin. Well, that's uh, wonderful to hear Kevin's uh, melodious and wonderful voice once again on the radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, melodious. I got your melodious. Well, yeah, but to tell you the truth, Kevin didn't run, it, and that that's one thing to be proud of. But then again, we all know how old Kevin is. <laughs> The house asking you run with a walk. Hey, look, all right. I'm just I have analyzed. I have analyzed in my own head every movement I could have made, and I could have killed him with the knife I had if I'd wanted to. None of the wounds I inflicted on him were intended to be fatal. They were all muscle cuts. I could have gone for femoral arteries. I could have gone for... Well, Kevin, listen, we, we all understand, you know, you can't really hurt somebody with the tennis balls on the uh, bottom of the walker there. So, but, you know, kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. You know, Kevin... Uh, um, I, I, just oh, just as man. a point of parliamentary procedure... No mercy. Just no as a mercy. point of parliamentary listen, it's procedure... Been, it's been so long. You know, there's some things I can do with your last divorce case <laughs> that oh. might make it real expensive. Okay? Oh. Yeah. Go ahead and poke the bear. You, you, you bear to bites. MaxLawOrlando.com. That's MaxLawOrlando.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you how important. The Kudo Snag X that the police took. Yeah, Kudo sent me another one. <laughs> <laughs> they said every time it get dropped at a crime scene, they'll send me a replacement. <laughs> You know, we, we had uh, three, four segments of telling the story. We have some, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go into the what, the... The tactics, the combat tactics, what we happened, uh, you know, there as well. And I'm just surprised it took that long for somebody to call in and call Kevin on his age. You know, that's that's it. <laughs> well, you know, I just couldn't swing that musket up fast enough. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Too small a room. Had to go to the bayonet. And that blunderbuss is kind of heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Listen, there's, that's hey. the moral right there. If you're in a room that's five feet by five feet, don't have a six-foot rifle. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's if true. you do, <laughs> shoot from outside. Yeah. 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 Before you go over the top, uh, Kevin, you should know that from uh, WW1. You know, you fix bayonets before you go over the top. <laughs> he was uh, in China. China. <laughs> <laughs> so you were and in you China know that. Board, oh, Major, I know Kevin's glad to have you back. Um, oh, let's, yeah. Uh, let's, to death. <laughs> let's, uh, let's find out if, uh, if you have any other stories uh, that you might yeah, have for us know, this week. I, you know, I got, I got, I, of course, you know, I, I've, been an avid follower now of the Florida man story. Oh, I love Florida man. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you got to love Florida man. Well, I got a couple, but you know, whenever you think Florida man stories get better, Florida says, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, and it's getting to the point now it's Florida. It's not just, you just can't have Florida man. You have to have specific areas. Uh, so now we have Florida man and we have Orlando man. Yes. Yes. Uh, ah. And I, I want to bring this, one up first because 
uh, one of my officers was in Orlando, oh. was involved in this incident. Right. So uh, basically what happened was uh, Santiago Melendez uh, was fleeing from Orlando PD uh, and took off in a car. Well, he turned into the parking lot of the uh, Hilton Doubletree right across from Universal Orlando Studios there and uh, bailed out and started to run away. Well, little did he know that there was a IPTM, the Institute for Police Technology and Management, uh, DUI symposium oh. going on there. <laughs> and uh, simply put, a cop convention? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, he so run into all the police. <laughs> so five of the dot, dot, dot witnesses uh, <laughs> were, saw him bail out of the car with Orlando PD in hot pursuit. And, of course, what do they do? That's Pavlovian reflex. Yeah. Uh, doll pile on the rabbit. So Yeah, yeah. They, you they know what you heard there? Ears. Here's what you heard there. Hut, 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 they come down the, uh, the side of the building. <laughs> yeah. And they ran after him and, uh, <laughs> you know, yelled, stop, police. Yep. Uh, which he didn't heed their, their warning. No, bad guy. Uh, one caught up to him and tackled him. And by that time, the rest of the can of whoop-ass caught up. Right. Uh so the rest of the game, that was a case and a half of whoop ass. They were out back con uh, conducting DUI techniques. So, ooh, uh, ooh, we got a test dummy. I didn't know how many people it was going to take to beat me up, but, but I, knew I knew how many, many they, they were going to use. All of them. Melendez was uh, taken into custody and repeatedly yeah, showed up with 40 pair of handcuffs on. Yes. Uh, drug possession, aggravated assault, and battery on a law enforcement officer. Sirs. <laughs> officers. Officers. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, if, if you're going to run from the police, make sure you don't bail out where they're having the DUI symposium. <laughs> Pick a better uh, spot. <laughs> there you go. You right. You right. a better chance no. running into a donut shop. He just paid <laughs> his Listen, stupid tax. Nobody loves a chase more than a traffic cop. <laughs> there, you right? so. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, sir. Now you have one other. We only got about two minutes left. Let me give you the other one here. All right. Real, real quick. Uh, in Pinellas Park, a Pinellas Park man uh, in Florida was arrested for domestic violence. Uh, he was involved in an uh, altercation with his girlfriend of 11 years. And I had to reread this because it was Pinellas Park. I wanted to make sure it wasn't an 11-year-old girlfriend, but <laughs> girlfriend of 11 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I think you're thinking of Hudson, Florida, but that's all right. That's okay. Well, well, okay, all right, maybe. Uh, but uh, he got into an argument over her, what, infidelity. Uh, well, she didn't want any more of the argument. She goes to lay down, goes to sleep. She wakes up as he poured an entire bottle of ketchup on her and was cursing at her. Okay. Uh, she called the police. Uh, police came out, uh, interviewed the, uh, the, the Pinellas Park man, Mr. Wagham, and uh, he denied doing anything, yet he had ketchup on his pants. Well, so there's there you go. Prima facie evidence right there. <laughs> yes, yes. So they took him into custody, but he is quite not guilty. Was this like, I, 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 listen, I know you said that he poured ketchup on her and they arrested, her, arrested him for domestic violence. Was it like spicy ketchup? Did it burn her or anything? Was it in her eyes? Did it sting? You know, the, the new, that, that new Heinz sriracha ketchup. Oh, you know, maybe yeah, there you her go. eyes, yeah. you know, burned a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise this is just, you know, dirty laundry. You know what this is going to be? This is going to be the judge. They're going to walk this in front of the judge, and the judge is going to go. 
You want to make any motions? To <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, you were trying to get arrested for being a Florida man, weren't you? Oh, Major, <laughs> thank, was, thank you. conspiracy. <laughs> thank you for joining us, sir. Please stay safe. Absolutely. All my brothers and sisters of blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your six, always go home at the end of your ship. U.S. Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Ideal Concealed Cell Phone Pistol Studios. Mike, Kevin, and Earl will see you right after this break. The Caltech PMR30 is no run of the mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast and around the world. Now, here's Earl. The following segment is brought to you by Snag Mag. Snag Mag is the premier concealment holster for your magazine. Check them out today at snagmag.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Ideal Conceal Cell Phone Pistol Studios, uh, folks. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a. The show's been a you know, dual, dual uh, purpose here. It's been uh, for me anyway. It's been, it's been a pleasure to have Karen, Kevin back uh, with us uh, on this program today. Uh, but it's to, to hear the story is, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to hear, uh, knowing that uh, you know somebody that uh, you know Kevin, uh, you know that Earl and I and 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 all of you out there, you know, re- respect and admire the hell out of had to go through this. Um, Kevin, um, I've been through, uh, uh, you know, uh, trauma. I've been through traumatic uh, circumstances. I've been through shootings. I've been through battles. I've been through war. I've been through all of that. 
Um, this was up close and personal. I'm not saying anything I've been through was as, as traumatic as you've been through. Uh, I will say that from, from the people that I've talked to, the tactics people, the instructor people, everybody else that I've talked to, um, it's, it's almost as if the reason that uh, you didn't go to gun is because you are, didn't go to gun first off is because you're confident in your skills and abilities. I did not think at that moment that deadly force was necessary. Right. I thought that if I gave him a sufficient amount of pain mm -hmm. from the edge of that blade in the muscle and, and connective tissue of his left arm, right. that he would discontinue his behavior. Which, which, is the, which is the standard of training for today, and it has been for some time now, military, law enforcement, civilian tactics, use the minimum force necessary. Exactly. You know, and if somebody I comes at you with a bat, you don't, you don't shoot them from 30 yards away. No. You know, you, know, you use no the minimum there. force necessary. Right. 21 feet, drop them like they're a bad habit. Different. Different. But, yeah, yeah. you know, especially if their intent is clear. They've caused injury to someone else. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're on the, you're the next in a long line of people they're smacking with a bat. Yeah. Okay. Lucille's a vampire bat. Yeah. Take her out. Yeah. You know, um, in this case, I thought that he would discontinue his behavior. Right. And I completely underestimated the depth of his psychosis. And, and that's what it is. I don't want to say that you, you, you underestimated the depth of his abilities or the depth of your abilities. It was, it's, it's literally folks, you hear the, I shot the guy nine times with a nine millimeter, but he kept coming at me because he was on PCP kind of thing. Well, guess what? I, I know listen, I'm not saying this guy was on anything. I don't, I don't have those facts, but that level of psychosis, no, he wasn't like on you said, which is probably what was wrong. Correct. Correct. <laughs> he was not on some sort of yeah. prescribed mood, uh, you know, altering behavior, uh, chemicals. Um, you, you did what every one of us in the room, every one of us listening, every one of us with the tactics training would have done. Listen, I'm, you don't shoot a guy for saying, I'm going to kill you, fat man. No. You know? You, you, but, and then when he came over and he punched you, you still don't shoot somebody didn't, for, did, for getting a punch. Didn't. I mean, you know, if, if it was going to be a fight, yeah. okay, it was a fight. Right. That, that's different. I, you, know, he, you know, he hit me first. Right. I'll defend myself. He'll get arrested. When he took, it, took my phone and threw it down, I, I got the impression that, you know, he knew what was going to happen if 911 was on the way. Right. When somebody in that was a not, click, that was a turning point right there for him. That was the, well, yeah, I'm going for broke now. That's right. Yep. I'm, you know, I'll just end him. Yeah. And then there'll only be one story to tell. Right. And that's the problem I have with what happened post the attack was his conversations with his attorneys is that I understand took place in the parking lot. Um, and then their resounding disappointment that I was still alive. <laughs> Because yeah. that was going to completely screw up their story. Yeah, one of them offered you his T-shirt or something crazy. Yeah, one, he, 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 Phil Greenberg. They were trying to find something to, to use as a compression dressing for my wound. Right. And Phil Greenberg apparently went in his office, took off his shirt, took off his T-shirt, came back and tried to give the EMTs his T-shirt. Because yeah, they don't have anything on their bus. Yeah, they don't have. Anything and on and, and uh, they're like, no, no thanks. And uh -uh. Yeah, they were already ready to roll me out by the time he came back. Right. But I remember seeing him coming without a shirt on, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't want your nasty t-shirt yeah. in a hole in my side. What is that guy doing without his shirt on? How much blood have I lost? Yeah. Apparently a lot, because I made a mess of that right. conference. Right. What, um, the, the next question we have here is what, what happened to the bad guy? Did he get arrested? What happened? It took about two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks or so for the Winter's Park Police Department to complete their investigation. You, 
because we you are talking. I mean, listen, there's 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 facts that happen right there. But during the investigation, they end up with three different agencies investigating this, or questions to three different agencies. Right. They, uh, but they did, in fact, finally put together uh, a warrant for aggravated battery with great bodily harm you know, using a weapon, and then they, they there were multiple charges that right. went along with that tampering right. with witness and you know taking the phone and doing all those kinds of crazy right. things. So he's been charged. It's now with the state attorney. Uh, office and they'll decide if they up that charge to attempted murder because the police don't arrest you for what you thought you were doing. Correct. They arrest you for what they what can prove physically yeah. happened. Yeah. The state attorney's office then assesses your mens rea, your Correct. criminal mind. Correct. And my expectations are, and, and I've spoken to several uh, officers or deputies with the Orange County Sheriff's Office who always apologize. Yeah. They always apologize for the behavior of one of their former deputies, even though he was thrown out of their force in disgrace, yeah. quite honestly. Yep. Um, that he's looking at life in prison because they're going to charge him with attempted murder. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to end up happening. I think they're going to probably, he's scoring about 14.7 years now with his history. Right. Uh, they'll probably plead him out to 10. And he'll do eight and a half. He's still on probation from his last charge? Or still on pretrial release from his pro- last nope. charge? He's on pretrial release from the burglary. Okay. Uh, but that case got dismissed because the w- they couldn't figure out where the witness went. Yeah. There was a law enforcement officer with the Oregon Police Department, which was funny because he joined OPD. Yeah. And my client found him in about 30 seconds. <laughs> and so they're refiling so they can bring that witness in for the day of trial. Okay. But nonetheless, he's got, he's got all the charges he has against me. He's got injunctions. He actually went back to jail... Friday a week ago. Why did you go back to jail? Well, the wife filed for a new injunction. Okay. And we went into the new injunction in front of Judge Ashton, and he asked for a continuance until August. Right. Uh, because he was having trouble finding a lawyer, and Judge Ashton kind of said, really, that surprises you that you're having trouble finding a lawyer? <laughs> right. Uh, and he gave him until uh, June 11th to get an attorney to appear in the injunction hearing. And I brought up that he has not provided the court with any proof he'd surrender his firearms. Right. Uh, Judge Ashton said it for a status conference to have him prove that he turned in his firearms. And we went into that uh, Friday a week ago. And he, in front of Judge Russell, which turned out, because Judge Russell's the senior judge. She's been doing this a long time. She really knows what she's doing. And she tried very hard. And Judge Ashton's the former state attorney. He is, yeah, yeah. but he's only been on the bench for less than a year. Right. And they really don't like judges who have been on the bench for less than a year find someone direct criminal contempt. Right. Judge Russell caught him lying. Right. His friend came in to testify that his guns had been turned in, but then testified he had three of the guy's guns still in his safe. And Judge Russell went, so why are you not in direct criminal contempt for lying to me? And he just kind of went, shrugged his shoulders, and she goes, you are remanded. <laughs> she sentenced him to 90 days with um, 60 days suspended if he sh- chose proof that he surrendered his firearms. One of those firearms that I brought to the court's attention Still hasn't been surrendered. So when we go back on the 11th, I'm going to yeah, ask yeah. the judge to reinforce or you know put, put right. back in place the additional 60 days, so he does 90 days in jail. I think the state attorney's office is going to revoke his bond and move for uh, detainment during pretrial. So we, he's going to stay in jail until his trial date. We've only got a minute on a minute left. What um, what's your physical prognosis? How's how's that look? Uh, I've lost about 25 to 30 percent of use of my left lung from scar tissue, and my diaphragm did not heal. Right, right. So okay. I have a, my diaphragm is much higher on the left side, so it's basically compressed my lung. 
and my liver and spleen have moved into that space. So they all operate again, but there's a 50-50 chance that I'll just have more scar tissue and I'll lose right. more lung. I'm probably going to turn that down. Gotcha. Uh, I don't like running on 1.7 anyway, but I don't want to run on 1.3. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last last question I have is, is I won't be shooting with my right hand anymore. <laughs> What's my, it? My right hand's gone. What's it like when other attorneys come in and want to negotiate with the attorney that stood up to the bad guy and took the knife for the you client know, it, and put it, him down? It, it hasn't really happened yet. Uh, they they won't let nobody will do a depot with me <laughs> unless it's at the courthouse. Uh, and I've gotten some 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 pushback over the fact that I carry a gun and a knife. Well, you guys know. How long have you known me? I always carry yeah. a gun yeah. and a knife. Yeah. You're dressed, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. It's not. I didn't yeah. do it because he was going to be there. Yeah. Which is everywhere. We did that because I didn't do that. He was going to be there. I did that because I put my pants on. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I had to just put them in my pants and just leave a different set in every pair of pants I wear because I always carry a gun and a knife. It is literally, if you're not ready, get ready. Right. I always carry a gun and a knife. Right. Knives are used for a lot more stuff than cutting up people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kevin, again. seatbelt off somebody who's trapped in a car. There you go. Uh, folks, it's, it's, Kevin, it's been a pleasure to have you back. Um, uh, please, folks, exercise your second memory rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.